I'm fly like an eagle, I'm yelling go birds He's sniffing the end zone, I'm feeling like hers Scramble out the pocket, boy, it's the first Like Davis, we blitz and put him in the dirt Making big plays, I'm feeling like Slade Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the 610 Podcast I'm your host Jay Hollihan and I'm back here on this Monday afternoon Recapping the Philadelphia Eagles 23-14 win yesterday over the Los Angeles Rams um, We'll talk about that Talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts and, you know, kind of the tale of two halves that I thought the offense had. Uh, the defense, again, tale of two halves from them as well. Um, the offensive line, you know, I thought stepped up big time. Um, you know, and and finally we got to see Dallas Goddard have a breakout game, so we'll talk about all that. So starting off, you know, Jalen Hurts, um, it obviously starts with him and ends with him. Um, and this will also tie into some coaching as well. We'll get into that too. Um, I thought Hurts, you know, in the first half, first drive was they went right down the field on them. I thought that that was really, really strong uh, by Hurts. But then, then they stalled. Most of the first half, they really stalled. Uh, it was a a situation where it was looking bleak there for a little bit. Um, you know, you were heading into halftime. Uh, looked like they were going to be down. Um, you know, and eventually and finally, you know, they woke up. I mean, at, at most you were thinking, okay, they'll end the first half. You know, get a field goal here and they'll be down by one, um, which gives you some confidence. And if the Rams go down and score a touchdown at least it'll be a one-possession game as long as they don't go for two. But the Eagles managed to go right down the field quickly, might I add, which was really huge because this offense, typically we see it take time to develop, take time to develop. But they went right down the field in just five plays in 32 seconds. Went right down the field, that huge pass to A.J. Brown, um, obviously got them... uh, you know, a lot of yardage there, um, you know, that was, a, and then the, the flag that came in, a lot of flags yesterday called in that game, that was a little, um, a little, uh, little chippy there at times, and just some sloppy play, I thought, by both sides, but really, really solid job there on that drive, and then you get the brotherly shove, puts you up, um, you know, uh, 17-14 heading into halftime. And then Jalen Hurts in the second half, I thought he looked better despite the pick that he threw in the end zone. I thought that was a great drive. And I think that's something that we're seeing, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's not like when he's making turnovers, they're happening in his own territory. They're getting drive drives going, and then they try to do something where they like a matchup. And it's just not there, and, and he throws it anyways. And I think, you know, trying to play a little too much hero ball also comes into a factor there. And I think the one thing in that scenario what they need to tell Hurts to do is get out of the pocket, use your legs, and move down the field that way rather than taking a shot for A.J. Brown. Um, but, you know, I thought that then throughout the rest of the half he was solid you know, you saw Nick Sirianni getting on him um, on the sideline, which I don't have a problem with. I really don't. I think it's something that, you know, hurts. It's not like, you know, we saw that last week with Brian Dable and Daniel Jones, where, you know, people are kind of questioning why is Dable doing that. You know, he's tough on his quarterbacks. We don't necessarily like it. That's because Daniel Jones can't handle being coached harsh. 
coach tough. You see that out of Jalen Hurts. He's okay with being coached that hard. He's okay with, you know, um, Sirianni getting on him. But the one thing, you know, from a coaching standpoint that I think Sirianni needs to do a much better job of is his timeouts. It didn't come back to bite them yesterday. But further down the line throughout the season, you can't be using all of your timeouts before the two-minute warning mark in the fourth. I thought that that was a huge mistake there by um, by Nick Sirianni. I think that's a problem. He's got to fix that. He's got to clean that up. Um, and I think some of that had to do with, you know, you saw in the offensive line, um, some issues there with communication without a Cam Jurgens. Um, I think that that's, you know, goes into that. And I think Jason Kelsey, you know, you saw there, he was frustrated when they, you know, had to take a delay game penalty and he was ticked. And I think he was mainly mad at Sua Opita because he had no idea what he was doing. Um, not that he had no idea what he was doing, but on that specific play, I think they said he was struggling calling out the Mike linebacker. And then you heard Jason Kelsey very, very animated yelling out where the mic was. And I've, it's been a while since I've seen Kelsey that ticked off, but then the next play, it was a run to Swift coming through, um, off right tackle. And you just saw Kelsey pull and he, he cleared the lane for DeAndre Swift. He made sure Swift was going to get the yardage back off that delay game and then some. So I thought that was great. I thought it was cool to see the offensive line really celebrating with Swift too. I thought that was pretty neat. Jordan Mylotta, Lane Johnson, who, you know, gave Swift the shoulder celebrating with him and sent him like three yards the other way. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Um, But yeah, so offensively, I liked what they did there, Um, you know, running the ball, using up the clock, leaning on that offensive line. But what really stuck out to me was the fact that they got Dallas Goddard involved. Goddard, you know, was a huge factor. That's a big X factor. You know, we talk about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and then Swift running the ball. But a big reason why the Eagles will have success this year in their offense is to be able to get Goddard involved. Eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. You saw what they were able to do with him. Um, Hurts going deep to him at times, getting him involved underneath getting the rock in his hands and letting him do um, do what he will. You know, I thought Devontae Smith, one catch, six yards, can happen. You know, he's got to be involved more. They got to, I know they're giving A.J. Brown the ball a lot more. They got to get that ball in the hands of Devontae Smith. He's a game changer. He's your possession receiver. If there's a third down, that's the guy I'm looking towards. Devontae Smith, a sure-handed guy. Get him on along the sidelines. I think you know, and it didn't come without his targets. You know, he's targeted five times, and a lot of times it's Hurts trying to create things, and he's going to go to a sure-handed receiver. But I really think that um, you know there needs to be more designed plays to get him the ball, and not just wide receiver screens. Which we'll talk about Quez Watkins here on a third and short or whatever it was, getting him the ball. And then he's got A.J. Brown and Smith in front of him blocking, and he's trying to make cuts and move, and then he just ends up getting tackled behind the line. He should have just ran upfield, gotten the first. It didn't have to be sexy. It didn't have to be anything crazy. Go upfield, get your first down, keep it moving. I mean, if anything, if he was trying to cut and look for anywhere to go, 
lean on the bigger A.J. Brown. Go with him. I mean, that's the guy I want to have paving the lane for me moving forward in the outside beyond the numbers. I mean, come on. That's just, that is just what, you know, that's just, I feel like, wide receiver screen 101 right there, going behind the big body receiver in front of you blocking down the field. Um, But defensively, so flipping sides here, I thought in the first half, it was brutal. I really did. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, we knew. I mean, listen, Cooper Cup, if you listen to the I Am Athlete podcast when Deshaun Jackson was on, he said that 90% of the Rams' offense is to go to Cooper Cup. This was the year they, uh, the offseason, rather, after they won the Super Bowl. The other 10%, Stafford's got to figure it out. Stafford's figured it out in the name of Puka Nakua. Cup and Nakua, the Eagles had to do a better job against them. The first half, they did, they were lousy. In the second half, they were much better because they were able to get home. They got a pass rush going. They dropped Stafford. Um, I think it was four times, was it? Yep, four times, two by Jalen Carter and two at the end by Hassan Reddick. That has to continue. You have to continue to get those matchups for Carter, for Reddick, for Sweat. These guys need to be able to get back to the quarterback. They got to be able to wreak havoc. Um, you know, from the secondary perspective, with losing an Avante Maddox, you're seeing already how that's affecting the secondary. You know, you don't have a guy that can really take over there, but I think Bradley Roby can be a potential answer. Do I think he's going to be, you know, anything that's going to light the world on fire? No, he's not going to be Patrick Robinson reincarnated there in the nickel. But what I think he can do is offer you a solid presence there to where if you get these guys like Cooper Cup moving down the line, these receivers that are just these quick little water bug type receivers, he can be able to, you know, maybe help you out in that um in that case. But they're also gonna have to get creative at times because I I think Bradley Roby has got a kink in his armor that, you know, teams will eventually exploit. But I thought he was better than Eli Ricks and Mario Goodrich, that's for sure. Um so from that standpoint, I thought they did well defensively. Uh, you know, I really liked, like I said, getting back home, getting pressure on Matthew Stafford. That's where this Eagles defense is at its best. When they're getting back to the quarterback, we all know this. When they're putting pressure, you know, getting hits, getting pressure, forcing, you know, maybe some turnovers, forcing the quarterback to make some quicker reads, get rid of the ball in situations he doesn't want to throw the ball to. I think that's where the Eagles... Um, you know, really shine. All right. So that's going to do it for me on the 610 podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, I'll be back on later with the Phillies episode as we get ready for game two here at the NLDS. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.